0: Hello and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Career Retrospectives, right here on the Show Network. I am joined by my good men's, my good friends Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? What's going on?
1: Yo, yo, yeah. yo. Oh. Is it
0: is it just? Me or is it the final countdown, guys? We've been going pretty well for a while now. <laughs> Get it, bunumping. Anyway, sorry.
1: Bad yeah, time. boo, boo,
0: boo. That man, boo. That man. <laughs>
1: boo um, that no, man. Um,
0: as the title of this podcast episode represents, and it, as, it feels you're watching us. Kyle's background can't display it enough. We're talking today about Europe, the band Europe, and their album Start from the Dark. Um from was 2004 is that right yeah yeah Yeah, it
2: doesn't sound like it but sure is (laughs) sure whatever let's go with
0: it um no but today we're gonna be discussing because we spun the wheel last week mike's pick was uh this album here uh start from the dark uh by europe the band europe which is famously known for the song the final countdown uh rock the night you know several big 80s hits um on the billboard hot 100 back then but outside of that, they're not really known for much else. And I'm actually kind of glad Mike did this because it kind of exposed me to, or at least other people who are listening to this as well, um, an and album by an artist that uh, has is mainly known for like two or three hit songs, but actually has another couple of, at least one of the albums that we've listened to so far, which is the one, Start From The Dark, that actually has a lot of really good tracks on it. I, I, I'm going to kick this one off tonight. But yeah, really excited to talk about Europe's Start From The Dark, so.
1: Don't forget that about was... Carrie too.
0: You know, <laughs> oh, that's great. the one. Sorry, I couldn't think of it before. Carrie,
1: yeah. That was uh that was uh uh ultimate eighties cheese, but uh yes. good cheese. Like it's the good cheese that you kinda, you know, you savor the flavor of uh the time period. It really captures the, you know, ca- yeah. kind of era of time and um the things that uh you know, every like wedding song you could picture in the eighties had something, um people yeah. dancing to, you know, this exactly. you know, or whatever. So Uh,
0: definitely yeah but yeah thanks for reminding me of that Mike um but so if you're listening to us great if you're watching us live great totally fine um let's so let me just start off by saying because I'm gonna go first Mike pressured me to go first tonight um basically I am so I'm not the biggest I shouldn't say I'm not the biggest I'm not familiar with a lot of Europe's work and I didn't I didn't even know they were Swedish until Mike you know did this i was like what you know and i looked up their wikipedia page and stuff like that but i was like all right this is this should be pretty pretty interesting um and i gotta tell you i liked what i heard quite a bit it was a, a re- such a refreshing take for me uh it was kind of like for me at least it was like taking a, a band from the 80s that was like sing- primarily known for like just a couple of big hits and going into their sixth studio album um, I was very intrigued, truthfully, by how well it was uh, put together. At least in my opinion, um, it was it was a lot harder than I thought they would be for the most part. I mean, I, I not tr- not doubting their significance or anything like that, but I just thought that it was um, a really refreshing take on a really a band that is primarily known for like one hit in the U.S., but, but they also have a, this great album that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So I'm excited to talk about it as well. Um, what do you got? What, let's go to Kyle. What's Kyle's initial impressions on Europe's start from the dark from 2004? What do you got, uh, Kyle?
2: I'm going to be honest with you. I think the only Europe song I knew is the final countdown. Okay.
0: Um, wow. Okay. It's okay. A bit
2: disappointed to see that this was not just another 12 of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it is very going. into. I kind of didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know that Europe was even doing things into the 2000s but it doesn't sound like an album from the 2000s it sounds more like a 90s grunge album like more aligned with Alice in Chains um mm. Soundgarden even Pearl Jam than it is with I actually while you were talking I was actually just looking up the top songs of 2004 when this came out it's more aligned with those bands than it is you know Green Day's American Idiot era or like Vertigo by U2 or Lincoln Park's Meteora that was out, you know, Papa Roach, Three Days Grace. So many other things, even The Killers, Mr. Brightside, mm. really doesn't have that 2000s feel to it. I actually completely forgot it came out in 2004 until uh, after I finished listening to the album. And I was just doing a little research about it. There's really not much online about this record. I section on Spotify it really seems... It's very interesting, though, because other things that they've done after this are... So I don't know if the, I was trying to find reviews and stuff, and I couldn't really find anything. So I don't know if this is like a big, like flop at the time. I can't, I can't tell. It's like non-existent online, other than some YouTube videos. Um, so while I was listening to it, I was like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a '90s record, and then I was like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> I forgot. It's actually 2004. So that's uh definitely more in line with
0: that yeah okay and uh mike it was this is your pick you what do you got going into uh your pick here with the yeah
1: so i mean i was familiar with their um you know the final countdown there that whole album uh uh you know uh great album uh and uh they basically and some of their work after that um and I knew they broke up in 92 and that this was their kind of reunion album coming back. And you know, in a lot of ways, if you think about it, a lot of bands who came from the eighties, a lot of them broke up after um, the nineties because grunge kind of came in and mm-hmm. and sliced open their heart. And basically it was like, we're going to take all that emotional stuff that you guys were talking about with like this and that, we're going to bring it to the dark side. <laughs> and, you know uh, and in a lot of ways, a lot of these eighties, glam rock bands they kind of wanted to find that kind of piece of themselves as well like you know it's like kind of like in a lot of ways i feel like start from the dark is like um reminiscent of their restart you know kind of back to um like reunion kind of like finding themselves in a lot of ways like um and, and some of the styles that uh they didn't embrace um coming from where they did and uh, it's interesting to see a band's take on met, like blending grunge with like blending some hard rock, you know, harder stuff than they normally do, uh, you know, having a little, lot less melodic um, harmonized guitars and stuff like that, that they were kind of like akin to to the, the whole glam, uh sound and kind of uh, have, you know, like definitely see like their take on it, but also kind of um, blending some of their themselves into the sound. I'm um, a lot less than um, I think some of the fans probably wanted, um, but you know, um still bringing when you bring a good songwriting uh, ability into any style. Um, you can find some light of day. Uh, but if you, uh, Lou is a major songwriter and you don't have your original members and you kind of it feels like it's not you. The soul is gone. Um, I could see this definitely being a, a major miss. So um, all, most of the you know, original members were back and that that's kind of like what's important. So um, coming back into this, I was definitely ha- like I've always been a fan of Grunge. I've always been a fan of like, um, you know, 90s rock. So um was very interested to see what this album is all about.
0: And we're going to talk all about it right now as we jump over to uh, what really the only information we have on it really from is the Wikipedia page. So we're going to talk about it from there, shall we? So um, it's I just want to read a little bit of it before we get into the track listing really quick. Uh, it says that it's Start from the Dark is their sixth album from Europe. Uh, it was released in September 22nd, 2004 in the midst of like American Idiot and uh, and um, like, you know, pop punk. And as I mentioned, like Mr. Brightside and from Killers and Vertigo by U2 and whatnot. That was a pretty big year for a lot of that type of music, but this kind of got looked under the radar, I guess. Uh, And it says right here is that uh, it says it departs from glam metal genre as it featured more of a modern sound compared to Europe's first two albums. Uh, To quote the uh, vocalist, we wanted to do something a bit more. uh, We wanted to do something at least that was a little bit relevant to now. A bit of dry mix, detuned a bit. So we felt like we didn't want to do an 80s album per, per se. We just, wanted to, we, were, we just wanted to start like a, a fresh band, really. And to me, they, at least to me, at least, they definitely did that. Uh, and the and it says here it sold 600,000 copies worldwide. Not like yeah. platinum numbers or anything like that, but just interesting how they, it has a record of uh, selling 600,000 copies, not a million, but 600,000 copies worldwide. So it, it sold a little bit, not a lot. Um, but let's get into the track listing, shall we? And I know Mike wants me to go first. <laughs> He's just <laughs> grinning, waiting for me to yeah. chit-chat About this masterpiece from 2004 <laughs> um, Which, I'll get to it um, So, track listening, Gotta have faith Start from the dark Flames Hero Wake up call Reason Song number 12 Roll with you Sucker Spirit of the underdog America And last but not least Set up for love I'm gonna go first Because Mike pressured me into it
1: Boy, I wonder what JT's favorite track is. I mean, I don't know, guys.
0: It's Uh,
2: definitely not (laughs) Start from the Dark. No way.
0: (laughs) It actually is not. Oh,
2: we're breaking That that is
0: my second favorite song on the record.
2: All right. Close enough. Also, I just want to point out really quick. Yes. About two days after the American Idiot album. Oh, oh, really? (laughs) Exactly two days after the single Hero was released on the same day as American Idiot. Oh, my God. Wow. Talk about true. overshadowing.
0: Yeah, literally talking about like destroy. I mean, literally destroying yeah. my sales and stuff like that. So yeah,
1: yeah. What a way to compete with something you know that's going you know, to take the over the airwaves. American idiots. Yes. Yeah. yes.
0: Oof, big that's words. Tough.
1: There. That's tough, chief.
0: That is tough. All right. So all right, but yes, going back to my round here for a second. All right. So the title track is my second favorite song of the record. I will say that it's great. Title tracks. I'm a sucker. Uh huh first title track. Um but it's not my favorite on the record. When I first my first listen through on YouTube I was like cuz again, it's not on Spotify we had to listen to it on YouTube, which I'm totally cool with, I was fine with it. Um but Hero stood out to me quite a bit. For whatever reason, it's just I gravitated towards sh- start from the dark of course, as cuz I'm a title track guy, but for whatever reason <laughs> Hero got to me. Hero got to me cuz uh, 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 I remember as clear as day I was like I'm going through it as I, I actually Funny thing, I literally listened to it before we went live tonight as well. I actually yes. listened to it again for like the third time just to make sure I'm like, all right, here we go. Just make sure I'm good here. I when I got down to here, I was like, right, I could I could add hero to my playlist. I can add hero to my like hard rock vibe playlist or like grungy somewhat somewhat maybe a little bit grungy playlist or whatever. Uh or just a playlist in general. I like it enough. Uh start from the dark, obviously. I I I if anyone has listened to us for any period of time, I'm a title track whore
2: um <laughs> I, I love those
0: title tracks so much you give me american idiot any day of the week 21st century breakdown any day of the week i'm a happy camper but um the title tracks of course um but i uh, start from the dark great track really strong um this this album kind of goes up and down a little bit for me but not but it is consistent for the most part like what, what i mean my up and down is it starts off with god of faith which I, a track i really liked as the opening track um but when start from the dark came on i was like all right i'm in i'm i'm you have my attention there, Europe. What do you got? Uh, Flames was like, all right, it's there. But then Hero really got to me. Uh, Wake up call reason were were good tracks. Definitely not like super like anything special, but they were very good tracks as well. Song number twelve, I I don't know. It, title tracks and number tracks always work for me. <laughs> it's just weird. I'm weird like that. I hate. I'm sorry to be that guy, but like. 21 Guns, 21st Century Breakdown, i' I'm, I'm listening off Green Day tracks. Uh, you give me like uh eight, 6, seven, five, three, 9 by Tommy Tutone, anyone? <laughs> I'm good with that. You? I'm good with that. Uh, but song number 12, yeah, exactly. <laughs> number <laughs> tracks as well. Uh, 80 by Green Day. What? Um, Kyle got that one. Uh, <laughs> song number 12. Yeah, I really like song number 12 for whatever reason. Maybe because there's a number in it. I'm really not sure. But yeah, uh, Roll With You Sucker. When I first read the title, for some reason, and Mike's going to kill me for this, I thought of the Jonas Brothers song, but then this erased <laughs> so the I. Jonas. Yeah, right? Oh, no. no,
1: that's not allowed.
0: <laughs> but no, that's no, But hear me out for a second. Hear me out for a second. The song, Sucker, this, this, su- this is going to sound really stupid, but this sucker kind of like made me forget about the Jonas Brothers sucker a little bit, truthfully. Hell
2: no. <laughs> Jonas Brothers song is way better. Not even not even lying. Oh no, we have our first rhyme no, no, I mean, oh, And
0: that's that's no diss to the Joe Bros sucker either. I mean, I, I like it. It's Kyle, those a-
1: are things you say in your head only. I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll like- say them out loud when it comes to
2: this. Just you wait. <clears throat> oh okay.
0: but yeah, I'm a sucker. I thought of the Jonas Brothers song, but this one actually was I liked it quite a bit. Uh Spirit and the Underdog, America, and Saturday for Love. They're they're not bad tracks, the last two tracks on the record, but they're actually are really good tracks. So I, I like them. I liked them when I listened to it all the way through. as As a complete album, as a complete album, it really like felt like good to have like a a col- it, it, it it was actually an album, not just a collection of songs or a hit single here and there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, to me, this this actually felt like a solid album compared to just uh like a just a shot start from the dark or Hero or kind of faith it, it was actually a little bit more than that to me. So that's kind of where I'm at with this record. So uh, again, my standout tracks are the, obviously the title track, Start from the Dark, uh, mm-hmm. Hero for whatever reason stood out to me for whatever reason, uh, and song number twelve, and uh Sucker, uh, d- d- just don't worry about it. it, it uh, the Jonas Brothers reference, forgive me, but it just for whatever reason I brought that up. Whatever, uh yeah, those are my. I'm not going to include Sucker though. My those are my three though. Song number twelve, Hero, and Start from the Dark are my uh standout tracks. Let's go over to a uh, Mm. What, what do you got for this
2: i think i need a villain shirt um <laughs> i think i see they out where we're going here today um okay so we start with gotta have faith and uh oh god um uh, it really i'm gonna be honest mike you're gonna kill me it sounded a bit amateur when i turned it <laughs> off. i was like really i was like this is a professional band like i'm sorry like they're you know they're talented they play their instruments well it just sounded to me like a local band it sounded like it sounded like an album that you would go yeah it sounded like the start of an album that i went down to like the local record shop and there was like a no-name band being like here's our cv it's free go check it out (laughs) it it was corny it's and this is something that goes for every song on the album minus one maybe two it's too slow paced. I could see it actually being a fun song if they picked up the pace on it and made it like a faster track, but no, right. uh, kind of the tempo slow down. Gotta be honest with you. Four out of ten. Hey, that's how he writes four. <laughs> <laughs> He's on out and then We go down to uh, Star from the Dark, uh, a step in the right direction here. Uh, I'll be honest, nothing special. Uh. Again, I wish it was faster paced. I could see myself giving it a bit of a higher score if it was. This kind of like mid tempo tracks weren't really doing it for me. It does have a cool and well done guitar solo. You know, I wouldn't turn it off if it was on. You go with a five. Then another step up in the right direction is uh, Flames. The vocals on this one are really interesting to me. They do some interesting things in that they actually kind of have a almost power metal style to the actual melodies of the track, not the way he sings, but the actual melodies are very reminiscent of like a power metal melody, which I I thought that was really cool. I enjoyed it. It does have some weird transitions that could be a bit jarring. Uh, mm-hmm. again, mid you know mid tempo pace could have picked it up a bit. continued step in the right direction though up to this point it's definitely a far better chorus than the past two tracks. but it has these weird random like, hits in it that drive me nuts i thought it was just the youtube video i guess not uh it just the production kind of sounded off on it decent track you know i give that one a six and then we get to by far and away the best track on this (laughs) album uh by far it's the first and i'm gonna you know spoiler the only song that i actually truly liked enough on this album to revisit um it's the first song. I think the tempo actually works for it. I really like the lyrics on this. Essentially how, you know, it's exactly how I feel about like my musical idols where it's like, yeah, I wouldn't exactly be me without them, but they influenced me and like guided me and, you know, provided, you know, great times, great memories. I, I really like that. Can uh, be honest, getting to go with the nine on this one. Really, really good track. Uh, I wish the rest of it kind of lived up to it because at this point I've kind of been I kind of got excited here because I was like, all right, we started at like a low point for me and slowly went up. It was like a roller coaster. <laughs> and then we immediately went down. Uh, not, <laughs> not in too bad of a way. Wake Up Call has a really cool heavy guitar riff that I like. And it's just another track that's not good or bad. It's just kind of there for me. It's, it's a five. I wouldn't turn it off, but I wouldn't seek it out. Reason, kind of the same, but it's Again, it's a little more slow plots, like slow and plotting than the other tracks. Throws me off a bit. This one is kind of where we start getting to that, like almost grunge sounding style. Mm. It's a boring song. Uh, the bridge it has a bridge in here that sounds just off to me. Uh, it kind of doesn't fit with the rest of the track. Uh, go the four. Song number 12. Going to be honest, it bothers me. that it's not the 12th song on the album, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to hold that against it. This one's probably the most grunge-inspired track on the record, in my opinion. It's definitely the most inspired by like very strong Alice in Chains and specifically Pearl Jam vibes on this track, uh, but not as creative and original as they were. Maybe that's because now we're almost a decade removed from you know that style's heyday at that point. Um, yeah, it has a good riff. The riff is the catchiest part of the song, but it saves it from a fully bad score. So we're going to go with a five on that one as well. Roll With You, Boring, Too Slow, Uninteresting. Sounds like mm-hmm. a stereotypical, like, 90s ballad. Back down to a four. And then we get to Sucker, which is a very interesting track for me in that mm-hmm. it's uh, it kind of tries to be it's an early 2000 song or mid 2000 song, really, that sounds like a 90s attempt at an 80s hair metal song. <laughs> I it agree. It sounds like yeah. it's like three different decades in one. And I actually enjoy it because it's the one track on this record that I would actually consider to be like a fun song. Which is, and you know, this is coming from only knowing the final countdown. Kind of something I was hoping to get with this was more fun, upbeat songs, but uh, musically, I enjoy it musically. And, you know, vocal melody wise, I think it's pretty solid. But then you hear the lyrics and <laughs> oof, this <laughs> might be some easily the worst lyrics on the album. Some of the worst I've heard, like a professional band put out, man. <laughs> I mean, I actually even wrote some down they there so bad. She's a sucker for a guitar hero. the obsession is legendary all her boyfriends are temporary an adult man wrote this uh god knows she can't control her weakness sometimes she settles for local talent that one just doesn't even flow that one just really bothers me lyric the lyrics are so bad that it actually made me it took the score down so much because i would feel embarrassed if someone is <laughs> listening to this, like this is a song that if I was going to listen to it, I wouldn't listen to it around other people. Cause they'd probably look at me and be like, what the hell are you listening to? I'll apply that to your Doja cat and your other,
1: those other oh, no that Doja cat. song that I dislike, <laughs> but you had to, uh, you had to hear the comparison
2: there. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure there's definitely cringy stuff. You listen to that. Oh, you... there sure is. But again, I wouldn't listen to it around people. <laughs> okay. I yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But no, this, this one, I actually enjoyed that one musically, but the lyrics were just so bad. Like, they go beyond bad in a cringy way. They go to the point of just bad. (laughs) Then with Spirit of the Underdog, really kick-ass riff. That intro riff kicks ass. It's great. But then I hate that it turns into more of the same clean guitar verse that we got Mm -hmm. on so many tracks here, and it just didn't hold up for me. I raised my expectations in the first like 15 to 30 seconds and then immediately smashed them down. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go with another four. America, again, fun guitar riffs. You know, guitar player, I'm not familiar with the guitar player here really, but he did pretty good work throughout. Uh, More jarring transitions. The guitar solo in this one I will say is the one solo on the album that I don't think fit the song at all. It just kind of appeared out of nowhere and really didn't do anything for it. Again, lyrics aren't great. Uh guitar solo. Yeah. 4. Mm-hmm. And then settle for love. A pretty nice album closer. A uh, fitting way to end the record, I think. I actually kind of enjoyed this one not enough to not enough that I would go out of my way to listen to it but i think in terms of the album it's one of the better songs um you go with a six on that one so that's it i, I kind of was surprised to go into the second week in a row of being the villain but unless mike was really pulling <laughs> how the do you know over, like minds.
1: it yeah how do you uh, know i like it i could have picked something that i yeah, that is I true i didn't i didn't like and see if uh you guys were big fans of it so i could it could have been a switch
2: that All is right. true because um, i will be honest uh i was listening to it i was like this doesn't sound like something mike would like that much
1: and i do admit it is definitely one of those albums that kind of i think uh um has some guilty pleasures on it for me but it was it came nostalgically at a time where i like um found those like uh the choruses and these songs some of these songs like very uh catchy and memorable um yeah so uh starting off uh my uh, review here um first song gotta have faith it's always one of those tracks i skipped never was a big fan of this first opening track Um, not bad just basic um so uh it, it definitely i feel like it's in a lot of ways setting the, the, the tone lyrically for what the album is about you know like in the sense of uh dealing with, uh, you know, uh, adversity and, and struggle and kind of like maybe the band's gone through some stuff. And I feel like it's more lyrically relevant than it is musically um, something that keeps me interested. So um, for me, this was a six out of 10. Um, nothing special, nothing uh, great. Then we got Star for the Dark. This is a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, chorus is huge. Uh, the The riffs are chunky in the beginning. Just they got that cool kind of southern kind of like um you know just grungy kind of uh sway to them like you know they just kind of uh it really and that just chorus is something that gets stuck in my head and it just you know i just um it's definitely um the highlight of the album um for me and i am the title track guy today so uh definitely what happened mike yeah jt you can take the night off uh, you know, so you said he was your second favorite, so that's uh, you know, I I have to be the title track guy today. So, and then we go to what did you say?
2: Welcome to the club.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, the title track club. That's right. Uh, so and then we go to Flames. Not a, a song I really like. Uh, to be honest, and I mean that this fits with Kyle and I. Uh, you know, in our uh, you know, unsynced uh, musical. Uh pace uh at times but yeah flames for me uh kind of it's it doesn't fit it's strange um and it feels a little disturbing sounding for this album although this album is definitely more grungy um if i feel like it kind of tries to take it in a, a you know a way that just um doesn't really catch my ear it just kind of almost creates an atmosphere of uh like this song's called flames it's about kind of um you know just like that kind of that uh subject of things kind of uh going in a certain way and and, and it, musically it tries to do it but it's just it really wasn't uh one of my favorites on the track so six out of ten just kind of a basic uh you know i still enjoyed it Wow, uh, still yeah. Uh yeah, it's it, right. It still it still creates a atmosphere, but it's definitely uh not something I hate. Um so uh then we had we go to Hero, it's a ten out of ten. Um this is this is a cliche kind of hokey uh guilty pleasure song for me. Almost almost could be a country song, you know, like uh she's my Friday night. You know what I mean? Like that could have been a country song and it was, but it's so catchy and it's lyrical uh, um, subject matter is so uh, fitting and it's like it, it leaves out the country accent and the country lyrics about, you know, riding in the truck and this and that to like being about a hero and like how many times have we seen that or heard that country song about, you know, my hero, my, you know, my, you know, the person they look up to yeah. and whatever. And this could have been a country song through and through, but I really I love it. You know, it's just one of those songs that I still to this day like to give to people who um, who ask for a CD of music and see how they react to it. And like, wow, I've never heard the song, but I love it. And I love hearing that because it's like, you know, the things we don't know that exist only because somebody um, you know, gives us uh, like gives us a playlist. So. And uh, then we move on to uh, Wake Up Call. You know, it's actually, it's a, it's a cool song. It's got a, a pretty, uh, you know, a catchy little opening guitar riff. It's got some grungy accents in between that g- bring some dark qualities to it. But then it kind of comes back to a straightforward. It's a pretty basic song, but uh, I like how it um, has a breakdown in the middle. With the straight-up symbol keeping the breakdown pattern um, pace going, I thought that was really cool. Much heavier than the stuff that they normally do, and for those reasons alone, uh, I give it a seven point five because uh, it has elements to that the band is not usually um, akin to, and in in that they do pretty good um, blending them all together with some cool little uh, with a nice riff, some some nice a uh, little uh, effects from different styles that they're kind of blending into this album. And you know, me, I'm all about the blending. I'm all about the many different things coming together to make a, a different sound, you know? Um, so then we move on to another, one of my bangers from this album reason, uh, love this song. reminds me of REM reminds me of, um, uh, it's got that slow kind of like, um, it's got that great chorus, that, that memorable chorus, um, uh, that i just absolutely love and uh it's it's got some pretty hard hitting uh, you know and like um not say controversial but i would say like um conflicted uh lyrics about you know like the belief in god and stuff like that and um you know it, it's uh i love the i just love that that chorus um and i think the pacing here is actually something that uh you know, uh, what's going on in this time. Well, at least in the nineties, like the quiet, slow song that's emotional and about something that you're struggling with. There was a lot of that going on in the, you know, with the grunge and the nineties kind of stuff. So um, then we move on to song 12. So that's, it's, it's got some pretty cool uh, riffs in it. Um, You know, uh, definitely uh, Europe is a band who embraces the riff and uh, it's something that's catchy and kind of, uh, it does its job. Um, you know, it doesn't have anything major chorus-wise or any, anything else. Um, it's a 7.5 for me. It's just a good sit back and have a drink kind of song, you know, like you're or here at the bar or something and you're just kind of bobbing your head to it, you know? It, it keeps a good kind of, you know, groove. It's not too fast, not too slow. It's just kind of right, right in the middle. So, um, yeah. And then i uh, move on to Roll With You. That's a 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, roll With You uh it's a sappy cliche uh cringy song lyrically you know uh but i love those sometimes you know like sometimes i love a good like cringy song uh because it like you know uh it's just it fits with the the kind of uh thing that uh europe has done being in the glam rock days you know a lot of glam rock had cl- cringy kind of like uh, lyrical content and had the the cheesy ballad, you know, uh, and uh, this is not, this is definitely a nineties version of one, even though it was in the two thousands and um, it just, it's great. It's just got easy to sing along to. And uh, yeah, uh, 10 out of 10. And then uh, we go on to sucker uh, sucker was good. Uh, and I agree with Kyle completely. It is three different uh, eras of music blended into one, which is, could confuse a lot of people but i think in that it it creates its own characteristic in a lot of ways a uh, 7 out of 10 good songs got it definitely lyrically is is super cringe and i i uh you know i definitely will not deny that um i i've never been a lyrics guy uh with so uh you know i do like my lyrics but when the lyrics as long as they're not outright cursing that's something that a lot of bands uh who are cringe do is curse uh, like overly cursed, where it almost just makes them sound unintelligent, uh you know, um, so uh but like as long as they're not doing that, it was it was uh, it was fun, like Kyle said, definitely a fun song, Beard of the Underdog, six point five um, nothing much I can say besides sounding a lot like the rest of the album, like I think Kyle may have said that um uh you know, it's just a good, it's just an all, all around just kind of basic song, nothing bad about it, but nothing great. Um, America, six out of ten uh you just that was actually one of my least favorite on the album the flames um and then settle for love 10 out of 10 Uh, great way to close the album um and uh really enjoy uh the vibe the cool laid back kind of like you're sitting on the the beach or you're sitting uh on the on a dock and um you know around the ocean just kind of like uh playing an acoustic guitar in a lot of ways and um Good sus, uh, subject matter, you know, lyrical matter, whatever, um, to kind of close out a up and down, dark and light album. You I know, mean, has a lot of like different vibes on it. So, yeah,
0: not bad, not bad. Um, and else? answer, are we ready to go to our ratings?
1: Ready for the ratings?
0: The ratings.
1: Rated. Yeah.
0: All right. So, yeah. So you heard it there first. There's my, Kyle. Mike and myself, we just gave our track listing rundown. Now we're gonna go over and just give our final overall rating of Europe's um, Europe's albums. Should start from the dark. Um, you want me to go first again?
1: Yeah, go go for it. we'll just go in the order.
0: All right, cool. Um, so again, I, my going into this, I was like, all right, I know Europe. I know there are three big hits from the eighties. The final, I mean, their most significant one was the Final Countdown. But they had the final countdown. They would rocked the night, and then well, I'm sorry, it was Harry. Carrie. Carrie, I want to say I was I was two seconds away from saying Jordy, but that's the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> you and that wrong person. one, wrong one. Um, anyways, um, for <sighs> it's funny after listening to it again for like the third or fourth time before we did our show tonight, and after hearing what Kyle and Mike have to say. Um, as well, giving their their thoughts in this album as well. I'm actually going to, I was you have to, going into any album experience you have to, you have to be somewhat optimistic because you, you mean, whether you know the band or not, whether you know the artist or not, uh, you should definitely go into it with an open mindset and an optimistic mindset. And that's kind of where I was with this. I said, you know, I, I've i heard of Europe. I've heard of the three big hits in the 80s. I want to go into this and be like, all right, what do we got here? And I was, was I taken back by storm and like, this was the best thing I've heard since, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, it was not. But what I did hear though, what I enjoyed quite a bit, I didn't hate it. I didn't quite love it, but I enjoyed, I I was, my expectations were at a pretty average, like, all right, I'm going into this, whatever, right. With that kind of mentality. I was actually taken back by, by how good I enjoyed it overall. Um, I'm actually saying about a solid 7.25 out of 10 on this one, Mike. Um, and I, I am not, I mean, I wasn't like, a, I mean, I, I didn't even know kind of like what it cost I wasn't even aware of what Europe even was doing in the early 2000s. And they still put up music now, apparently as well, but I, I, this one was like, it wasn't even on Spotify. We had to go on YouTube and listen to it and whatnot. I was kind of taken back. I actually, I really enjoyed listening to it. And would, would I go back to all of it? Probably not. But would I go back to a couple of those songs here and there? Yeah, I definitely would. I'd go back to like Hero. I'd go back to, um, what's the other one? Uh, the title track, Start From The Dark. A couple of those there. And and I would, I, I really, uh, y- you, you've you intrigued me, my friend. You've introduced <laughs> me to something I didn't, I, I would never have found before. So bravo, seriously. Um, There you go. Um, Yeah, 7.25 for me. Uh, not quite a seven and a half, but just just above a seven. Uh, I enjoyed it for what it was worth, and I actually i i liked it. So yeah, uh, but that is where I'm at. Seven point two five. Q Q and A podcast co co hosts. <laughs> what do you got? All right.
2: So I'm I'm just gonna start with my number four point five. All right. I'll okay. explain. So <laughs> given my ratings, right? It would be a 5, but I do have to deduct 0.5 points from that because I can't let the one outlier of having one really good song prop up the score that much. Most of my scores are around a 4 and a 5. Uh, main reason for this really being one, I don't know if we've ever really discussed anything grunge on the channel before. Um, I am not a huge fan of grunge. That whole... Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, like Soundgarden, that whole style, not a huge fan. Very rare that I find something I really enjoy on that. I appreciate more of like the Nirvana style grunge, like the more the grunge was along more like the hard rock lines, like the more punk lines, if you know what I mean. Um, so that's where I fall on that. I feel like everything on this album felt so mediocre. <laughs> like so much of it just felt like and it. it I, one of my notes I actually wrote down was the album doesn't feel real. And by that, I mean, <laughs> it feels like a fake band wrote an album for a movie. Do you know, do you remember that movie with Mark Wahlberg, Rockstar? Mm. Mm-hmm. It feels like someone like, it feels like a soundtrack for that movie. Like It feels like someone was <laughs> writing a movie about like rock in like the 90s and was like, hey, it's the 2000s now, Write What you think a grunge album in the 90s would sound like. <laughs> and that's what we got here. One of the things that bothered me a lot that I wasn't huge into, and it's something that I pointed out mostly on um, which one was it? On a, uh, I think it's "Spirit of the Underdog," where it starts with a good riff, like the riffs on it are really good, and then they devolve into a slow verse, like a clean guitar behind it, and I didn't like that. I didn't think that was done overly well. A lot of the album sounds like plotting and just mid tempo throughout, with the exception of like Sucker. But hey, Hero's a great song. Hero is a <laughs> very, very well done song. I actually love that track. Um, again, it doesn't sound like a 2000s album. It sounds, looking at it from 2023, it does feel very dated, but it feels dated for even the time it was released. Mm. Like, even if I picked this up in 2004 when it first came out i feel like i would have felt like he was dated even then so for me 4.5 is it the worst album i've ever heard absolutely not if you like if you're a fan of like more grunge like 90s grunge aspects will you probably like it more than me sure there's some enjoyable things on that front if you're into that i just wish also it wasn't so similar vocally throughout I feel like almost every song had like the same vocals going on, but yeah. So four point five for me. I'm sure I'm the the villain here by a long shot.
0: <laughs> it's a four point five out of five, right now. I'm just kidding. Sorry about that. Uh, actually, four point <laughs> five out of two. <laughs>
1: 2, out of 2. <laughs> two out of two. Oh my! God. Uh, take it comes, away. Comes out. All the right. Yes. Yes. So um, yeah. Like I definitely can uh, I can i can see a lot of the um like i said um music is a experience that is taken in by everybody differently um a lot of it is attached to a time that it came out a place in your life um you know what you were going through or in general just uh something that drew you to it um and other times you can be out of that place and hear music that uh sh- you know you would have hit you differently a long time ago but doesn't hit you Um, the same way now Um, and I think uh, for me I uh, really took to these songs um, for the time that I uh, was in and also I just feel like uh, they're definitely uh, a little bit behind the times in uh, the the time they came out but I'm to be honest with you a fan of that because I tend to uh, I tend to be a fan of um, music that refuses to embrace the year it's made in. Um, because sometimes I feel like what's the year that's coming out uh, isn't exactly presenting a ton of music that like um, someone may be agreeing with so in a lot of ways it could be a uh, a a throwback to like a time where they felt like a style of music killed their music they were in and they kind of wanted to make a grunge like album uh, you know in today's music and I'm okay with Um, you know that so like I said you know they went on hiatus end of their 1992 tour essentially broke up Um, the album start from the dark you know the titles kind of like seemed like a metaphor for them to kind of have that reunion continue making music um, it's considerably different direction than their previous work Um, this era the band felt like a blending of grunge hard rock Little bit of southern rock feel mixed in, still doing the hokey ballads um, that we all, you know, like loved as the in the hair metal um, era, but less hair metal way. Um, contains memorable choruses. The choruses on here um, Reason, uh, you know, um, Star from the Dark, um, Roll with You, and Settle for Love. Um, it's got some big 10 out of 10s for me, but then there's a lot of mid to like kind of like forgettable songs uh on here uh that i skipped through be honest with you when i was listening to this album and that kind of hurts its rating and i'm not going to argue that as an, an entire album it it's not a home run but it, it has some major songs on it for me that just uh create a good um, environment um you know it's got some moody song changes modern flair modern in the sense of from their original style not so much for the year it came out but like no one expected them to sound like this, especially if you listen to their um, uh, album previous to this album before they broke up. Uh, Paradise. I forget the title of it, Paradise Something. Uh, um, it say?
0: Wait, yeah. I got it. I got it.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Prisoners in Paradise.
1: Yeah, it's very like happy kind of sounding, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, you know. Glam rock kind of sound, um, you know, and uh, something that hurt this album's rating. I do agree with Kyle here is the vocals leave a little bit more, uh, more to be z- desired. Uh, um, you know, and they also kind of uh, kind of stay the similar, the same on a lot of the tracks. Um, they work for certain tracks and then they don't do anything for the tracks they need to do something for. Um, they feel diminished. But I, you know, a lot of ways I don't mind that because I prefer the music to take center stage versus lyrics, so um, yeah, so for me, uh, 7.5 out of 10, um, you know, it's definitely not a 10 out of 10, um, it's, uh, it uh, has some solid songs on it, it's got a lot of mid songs on it, forgettable songs on it, but uh, it is a, it is a refreshing, like JT had said, a refreshing take on a band who you wouldn't expect to sound like that, and um, we're able to capture some uh, cool kind of um, rock and riffs I think this is what if I were to if I were to final, you know, chisel this in on its on its tombstone, because it's definitely been a while since it's been out. Uh, rock and riffs with some good choruses and some just overall music that kind of um, has some, uh, you know, has some ups and downs uh, mood wise, some dark. Some good feelings, you know, like roll with you and, uh, and hero. It's got some dark stuff, flames, and this. It's got it takes you high and low, uh, fat, you know, like kind of dark light, and it closes it out with a good feeling ending. So, um, within all of that, uh, it does its job of having kind of a a lot of different emotions packed into one album. So, yeah, seven point five out of ten.
0: Cool. Anything else, guys? Nope. We want nope. to thank Been you that. all for watching, listening, however yep. you enjoy us. I know we had a couple people tune in and say, Oh my God, they're live right now. I said, Yep, we are. Don't
1: forget, we got to spin that wheel tonight, right? Are we, do, yes, are we, we doing do.
2: uh, no, that? Doing, doing I think we're doing Ed Sheeran next week.
0: Oh,
1: no, that's oh, right. We're we are. are okay. Ed, Sheeran Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, Ed.
0: Edward Scissorhands, right? His most recent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Edward Sheeran hands.
0: Edward Sheeran. Love it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, next week is going to be Ed Sheeran, uh, the, his most recent album, uh, Subtract. I think that's the mathematical one he did. Yeah, um, yeah, well, he's done. I
1: think he's yeah. done all that. Divide, uh, divide, done better, multiply,
0: divide, addition was his first one. Subtra- and yep. equals was twenty twenty one. This one's twenty. Yeah, so yeah, well, and then he's definitely done with math. So he's going to be science.
1: Hi, hi is his last album. Square root, it's square, square,
0: <laughs> <It's great. laughs> Exactly. No, um, but yeah, next week's is Ed Sheeran. We're excited to do that one next week. And uh yeah, but we want to thank you all for watching listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. I want to thank the two fine gentlemen for helping me out with this as always, Kyle and Mike. Thank you again, you guys. Your knowledge is perfect and outstanding. I know Mike's doing the wave over there. I don't even know what he's doing, but whatever. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, this guy down below me with the map of Europe, not the band, um, has a podcast. I, I
2: misunderstood the assignment, guys yes yes
1: yes
0: <laughs> he, he was a lot gooder in math than english don't gooder, worry gooder <laughs> and history too apparently um yes. but besides the point though no kyle has a podcast as well called q a check him out as well wherever you get your podcasts he does a phenomenal job just having regular discussions out there with his good friend steve um or steven sorry uh, whichever he prefers either
2: one <laughs> either, either one, one works just- okay two lifelong buddies
0: talking about random crap every week oh yeah uh you can't you can never go wrong with random crap Mm -hmm. um we want to thank you all for watching listening and so tune in next week for when we talk about ed sheeran's subtract i'm sure a couple of people that i know personally are going to be flipping out that we're doing that one specifically i'll talk Mm -hmm. about that off camera thanks so much